Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Emily Baton. Today I will be sharing with you my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church in Palm Desert, California. Thank you for joining us and may you find grace, peace, and comfort in the message today. Mark is one is the briefest of the Gospels. Because of this, it is often thought to have sourced some of the other Gospels. Mark is very straightforward. No fluff, no pomp and circumstance. It just gets straight to the point. Take our text today. Jesus and the disciples leave the synagogue. They go to Simon's mother's house. Mother is sick. Jesus heals mother. Jesus heals more people, casts out demons. Then he goes to pray. Interrupted by his disciples, Jesus goes throughout Galilee, proclaims more. End of story. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) The rest of Mark is not much different. Everything seems pretty straightforward. But as we also know, things are not always as they appear. Just as this text from Isaiah asks us, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It seems as even though we believe we understand and know, we are still missing something. The demons seem to know, for this is why Jesus does not let them speak. Jesus' identity seems to be kept hidden. A theme found throughout Mark that is often referred to as the messianic secret. But what is truly being kept secret here? And why? Maybe it was the danger of word getting out that Jesus was Messiah, or at least that he was claiming to be. Though if you spend any time in the text, it is others who usually make this claim for Jesus. Either way, it's dangerous to threaten those in power. And maybe this secret is more than just Jesus as Messiah and King, but that he came to be a different kind of Savior that doesn't rush to glory, but recognizes the painful truth in the midst of healing, arguably even a greater threat to the status quo. Something else to note in Mark is that it does not include many of our beloved biblical stories. Those like the birth of Christ, the Sermon on the Mount, or Jesus walking on water. It instead has stories like Jesus' family restraining him because people thought he'd gone out of his mind or healing of a woman who had bled and been in pain for all of her life. And at the very end, the disciples afraid at the empty tomb, telling no one of what they saw. As theologian Mark Allen Powell wrote, Mark tells his stories of Jesus in ways that emphasize frailty, suffering, 
failure and ambiguity. This is not endeared the, his gospel to readers enamored of power, glory, success, or certainty. Mark's stories are foundational, but they are not the ones often lifted up. There are many stories in our own history, just like this, foundational, but not often lifted up, that we take for granted today. And I came across one of these stories this past week. I was looking for something to watch, a movie, a TV show, when I came across something called Something the Lord Made. And the title caught my attention. You know, don't often see those sorts of titles scrolling through Netflix. But under the description, it said, based on a true story. I was intrigued. So I hit play and dove into the hidden story of Vivian Thomas. Vivian Thomas was born in 1910 in Louisiana. Here is his likeness. He was also born in the middle of the Jim Crow era. And after graduating high school, he looked for work so that he could save to go to medical school. He found a job working as a lab assistant for Dr. Alfred Blaylock. Thomas was smart and adept at his work, and he soon became vital to the lab's success. Together, he and Blaylock saved countless lives in World War II. They did research on the treatment of traumatic shock through transfusions, and many were saved in the process. This brought Dr. Blaylock recognition in the medical community, and he was offered a position at Johns Hopkins. He accepted only under one condition, that his lab assistant, Vivian Thomas, could go with him. Now, the work that Blaylock did was, and what he was most known for, started at Johns Hopkins when they were approached by Dr. Helen with another problem to solve, a heart condition that was often called blue baby syndrome. Many of you may be familiar. Because of the lack of oxygen in the blood due to a heart defect, it caused a blue tinge across the baby's face, and they unfortunately usually did not live long because of this lack of oxygen. So, Due to, this is the significant issue here, though, due to surgery on the heart of that time was unthinkable. It was to go against what God had made. But Blaylock and Thomas were determined to restore life back to these patients. And Thomas was integral in the lab research that developed a method to redirect the flow of blood to the heart. And so, when Blaylock performed the surgery, it was a success. Vivian Thomas was foundational of these new radical treatments, but he received no recognition. In fact, he wasn't even permitted in the staff pictures. He was classified and paid as a janitor throughout most of his career. This is an incredible story of healing of finding a cure for a disease that no one thought treatable, that no one would touch. It is also a story of pain, 
discrimination, and injustice. And though he greatly deserved it, Thomas did not do this work to be recognized. As Jesus did, it was what he came out to do. Vivian Thomas built the foundation of what would become cardiology and trained many surgeons to come through the ranks, never even having operated on a person himself. The foundation is not always seen, but it is what keeps us supported. Jesus is our foundation, unseen yet so vital to our existence. Jesus may have tried to keep his identity a secret, but a truth like this could not be set silent. For God alone is the source of life, healing, and forgiveness. And it is not, and God is not in the habit of healing without restoration. Often in biblical stories of healing, we focus on the physical ailments that are cured. And yet, Jesus performs as many exorcisms as healings. For Jesus, the spiritual restoration is just as important, to make right what has been wronged. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Righteousness to be what God has created us to be. It took many years, but Vivian Thomas was also given restorative justice. In 1976, Johns Hopkins gave Thomas an honorary doctorate and hung his portrait next to Blaylock's. This is a victory that should not be ignored and neither should the 32 years that it took to accomplish it. God made each child born with blue baby syndrome. God also made Vivian Thomas with the skills to heal their hearts. And now the world knows what God knew already, who Vivian Thomas was made to be. He was made in the image of God, just like you, just like me. And when we ask for healing from God, do we know what we're asking for? Not a quick fix or a cure, but restoration. The restoration of who we were created to be. Restoration does not mean forgetting the hurt that was done. When Jesus was resurrected, he came back with scars. We do not have to erase the pain or injustice to believe that tomorrow could be a better day. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? For God alone is the source of life, healing, and forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox with music by St. John's Worship Band. This week's sermon is by me, Pastor Emily Baton. Make sure to subscribe, and if you would like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, please visit our website at stjohnslutheran.church. May God be with you this day.